1: This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Coming up, a check on the market in Metro Detroit. But we begin in Beverly Hills. Yeah, you heard me. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties with the introductions. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, Tina. And yes, we're going out to Santa Monica and we've got Carrie Waite, which Carrie's from the agency in California. Terry, welcome to On The Market. Good morning, Toronto. Nice to be here with you all. Hey, okay, Gary, we're hearing, we hear so much about the Santa Monica, Beverly Hills, Los Angeles market. In fact, we watch a lot of what's happening there on TV. Tell us, is there any similarity between what we see on HGTV and what, uh, what happens in your marketplace?
3: <laughs> well, that is a good question. That is the number one question we get is, are we on TV, who do we work with on TV, and is it really like that? And, of course, there has to be some inspiration for what we do day-to-day for them to pull information into the show, but uh, it's off actual events, but re- re-recorded so something will happen they'll go back and redo it and maybe tweak a few things so maybe they'll do a photo shoot and then they'll say that the photographer's late or maybe the buyer is writing an offer getting into escrow and they actually have tough negotiations but maybe the negotiations weren't
2: so difficult
3: so they are houses that are selling and those are the prices but a lot of the transactional side of it is not live or as real as you'd think, even though it is based off factual events. If that's helpful.
1: (laughs) It it really is. Absolutely. And, you know, we hear that term a great deal when we're watching these American shows, escrow. Can you explain that to us?
3: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Escrow. So in Los Angeles and California, we're an escrow state whereas I believe there, most other places, you have settlement, is what you call it. You have attorneys that run the contract. We don't have attorneys involved at all. So our escrow, I believe, is your settlement time period. So it's the usually 30 days where the buyer and seller are negotiating to make sure they can get through to closing. So they do their property inspections. They review all the seller disclosures. They get the appraisal done by the bank. They come out to see if the value is there. They get their loan in order. Maybe they ask for credits or repairs. So that escrow period, it's, mm-hmm. that escrow company is a neutral third party. So it's definitely our real estate slang vocab for LA. And
2: it's just the process of buying a house that would be similar to you there in Toronto. And Carrie, speaking of the process of buying a house, how have you guys been making out through this downturn or this reset of the industry, has it really affected a lot of the properties there? And if so, what type of properties got hit the most?
3: Yes, it has been quite the roller coaster this year, to be honest. So, starting with how we've been impacted, the same feeling when COVID hit and the shutdown happened, you had that end of March, April, you had the majority of people, 60 to 70%, frozen. And maybe you had, you know, 20 or 30 percent, you know, somewhere saying, it's go time. Let's make this happen. And then you had the people who sat on the fence and got back into it two or three months later when they started to realize what was happening. There's the people who like to watch. And the same thing happened in this downturn. We had the buyers who wanted to sit and wait and thought the market was going down. And then the buyers who ended up snagging some great deals on properties. We saw more price reductions than we have in years. But our month's supply of inventory is still historically low. Like they say seven months is a neutral market. We're still at two and three month's supply of inventory in L.A. And even with the prices adjusting, we're still seeing appreciation month over month on average for Los Angeles. Not as specifically in... The Beverly Hills, Bel Air, Uber Lux. Um, We've actually seen those high high end markets take a bit of a hit. Uh, They had higher to fall from. Um, But people are definitely going more towards the west side, Santa Monica, Pacific Palisades, Malibu. If those names sound familiar, and then you've got your markets on the east side, Silver Rock, Los Feliz, Atwater near Dodger Stadium, which are have just been on fire, absolute fire. So I feel like you have a mix of how buyers have responded. And, you know, the market is very loud, as I say. So whatever anybody thinks, the market's going to tell them how it really
1: is. Well, those places, those locations, those neighborhoods, they do sound very familiar to us. And I love the term Uber Lux. So take us through or describe a day in the life of Carrie and your real estate community these days. What's it like? Oh, <laughs> it's a fun question. They
3: are um, beautifully planned out, and then usually, without doubt, disrupted because hmm. people uh, we're dealing with people in homes. So there's cancellations. There's uh, my dog needs to be picked up. My daughter is sick from school. My you know my therapist is running late, or my you know my audition got canceled. So although we have all our showings and meetings set up, a lot of times they get very sh- uh, shifted. So we have to be super, super flexible, you know, even with going to the property for a photo shoot, say, and they're not particularly ready. Just this weekend I was going through a walkthrough on a $20,000 a month lux listing that we have in Venice for lease. And uh, the person had just had a party the night before, so I moved around lace undies and wine glasses and balloons as fast as I could before this beautiful Russian socialite came in, who was about to sign the lease on it. So there's always uh, fun surprises. <laughs> but uh, typically, in the morning, we do our team powwows, making sure the agents and our assistants know what's going on. We check in with our clients who are in escrow, buying houses or our clients who have listed properties and let them know that we're working on their, their files. Uh, we look at the market stats, what's selling, what's new, the articles, and then we usually prepare for our meetings, whether they're running comps for showings, preparing for comps for listings, negotiating on uh, offers out, counters, requests for repairs. so definitely a lot of fluid, moving pieces, and we take a lot of notes and rely heavily on our system so that our clients always feel that we are in charge. But, um, you know, like at the end of the day, we are the professionals, but our clients, they're the boss. So the, ch- the changes they make and, and what they want to do is ultimately their decision. We can only do our best to guide them. So it's usually a pretty typical day in the life, and hopefully it always ends with a glass of champagne around five or six <laughs> to wrap the day up. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Now, Ashley, telling us a little bit about your high-end clients, because I know that range that you work in is pretty significant. So you, you've got the condos or the smaller homes, and then it goes all the way up into these Beverly Hills mansions. Tell us a little about that for our listeners to get an idea of maybe what's the, uh, the most expensive home you've sold.
3: Oh, Wow. Asking <laughs> Me in particular we we have sold 15 to 20, or like our highest range. But at the company itself, they have sold properties at 200 million. They actually sold the the Playboy Mansion. Um, but we have a, a lot of very beautiful properties. Maybe I can send you some links, and <laughs> you can direct people to that. Um, we just had a couple recent sales at 65, 77 which are in Beverly Hills, the promontory with the views. The thing about uh, Beverly Hills, Bel Air, West Hollywood, Sunset Strip is you have, you know, the shopping, the restaurants, the lifestyle, but then you have the hills there. So if you don't want to be in the flats, you want the privacy of the hills, you get these unbelievable views from the Hollywood sign all the way to the ocean. And you're really living a lifestyle of complete privacy. So they want for nothing. You've got a gym, of course, movie theater, you've got basketball courts. You know, think of uh, the song with Justin Bieber and, and DJ Khaled Is it, you know, I'm a pop star. Um, that, is, that is kind of what, like, these houses are that, that are being sold here. And the average price for a house in Beverly Hills is 4.48 million. And that is just the average. So you have many that are mostly between fifteen and, and twenty million for Beverly Hills.
1: Okay, well then. <laughs> um so this may not matter much then <laughs> to your clientele, but one of our big banks here recently suggested that home prices will drop about twenty five percent by twenty twenty three. What's the situation like where you are in California?
3: Very interesting, actually, the experts just came out with a new article about how they are increasing their predictions for this year across the board. So uh, Zillow has done this a few times this year, but right now, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they had thought we would appreciate 6 to 7%, but they have raised their expectations just last week to hmm. 16% year over year. You have Zellman and the Mortgage Bankers Association. They've even adjusted their price price expectation, appreciation. So we were looking around 5 to 7, and now we're looking at 9 to 16% year over year. Um, So L.A. is still a very popular spot that people want to live at, and, you know, a lot is to do with the weather, as you know. It is um, not humid here, and it's pretty much, 70, 69 all year round for the most part.
2: Hmm. Oh, that sounds awesome. And for our listeners yeah. that are yeah. you know, contemplating a, a move out west, uh, what would be the typical or average price point that someone could get into a property there? And what would that get them in terms of square footage, size of the home, style of the home?
3: Yeah, wonderful question. Well, Los Angeles is a very large city, so you can be down near the forum the new forum um, and the new football stadium in Inglewood, or you could be in Bel Air or Brentwood, which Brentwood Park has beautiful multi-million dollar homes, or the Palisades. So you have a broad, broad range of pricing. But on average, to get any home in Los Angeles, you are paying $1.2 million, and that will get you about a 1,300-square-foot home if you come to someone and say, I'm looking for a house for a million in LA, it is pretty tough. It is ultra competitive. You would have to be pretty far south or in the valley. If you wanted to find a comfortable home in LA proper, as I say, around Beverly Hills, Chevy Hills, Rancho Park, West LA, Mar Vista, Venice, Marina, you would be looking around a two and a half to $3 million price point and you would get a, a Pretty great three-bedroom, two-bath, maybe an ADU. And then on the condo side, you're looking at about a million and a half to get something good that's similar
2: to these types of homes, condo townhouse, which is a great alternative for Los Angeles because of the prices. It really is, Carrie. Thanks for joining on the market and also for that insight into the L.A. market. If our listeners want to connect with you or want to see some of the properties that you have available, where can they find you?
3: They can absolutely. Instagram is the best, and my IG handle is Carrie Ann Carrie Ann, which is K E R I A N N K E R I A N N. That is our most checks. From there, you can see our YouTube channel, our website. Send me a DM, send me an email, and we can connect from there. And I can give you a tour of all of these fabulous, beautiful places in Los Angeles that we are selling.
2: Awesome! Thanks so much, and. Uh... Have a great end to 2022 and all the best for 2023.
1: Wonderful. You as well. After the break, we check on the U.S. East real estate market. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez. Our real estate expert is Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties. Asif, over to you.
2: Thanks, Tina. Our next guest is no stranger to On the Market. It's Kevin Stewart, owner and operator of Stewart Team Real Estate Partners in Metro Detroit. Kevin, welcome back. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me again, guys. Always love to be here. Kevin, there's been a a lot of similarities between the Toronto market and the Detroit market. Tell our listeners what you guys are seeing out there right now in terms of activity and also prices. Yeah, so um, our
4: activity and prices in Metro Detroit have been a little bit different um, here in the last couple of months, uh, moving into the second half of the year, as they've been in the first half of the year. Um, I'm not 100% sure all of the pieces you guys have out there, but uh, here in the States, our interest rates uh, spiked up pretty considerably. We've got a lot of inflation, things like that happening in the States, and uh, it's caused a little bit of a slowdown. You get a lot of people that are um, sniffling and saying words like, um, you know, that, that things are recessing backwards and, you know, a lot of scary language. But the truth is a lot of that's fear-based. Um, the things that cause some of the market crashes that we've had in the past absolutely have not happened uh, but it just hasn't been the insanity that we saw in the first half of the year. So it's been a little bit slower, uh, but has allowed the consumer and buyer market to uh, get a little bit more even. We're not as tipped as we were towards the sellers in the first half of the year. Right now, the market kind of stabilizing its way out to where you're seeing buyers and sellers kind of having um, a more of an even um, conversation between the two.
1: So have home prices dropped since earlier this year? And what is it like in terms of inventory?
4: So our inventory is up from where it was. Now, keep in mind, that's coming off of the lowest inventory levels in at least Michigan, in Michigan history. When we were in, uh, you know, April, May, that was the lowest inventory levels that have ever happened in Metro Detroit, lowest we've ever had, which means we literally had nothing for sale. Uh, there was hardly anything available on the market. That, is, that has increased. Uh, we have more inventory on the market, significantly more now than we did before, but it has not caused prices to go down. What it has caused is we're not seeing as excessive of bidding wars as we were seeing in the first half of the year. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the, what buyers had to do to get a property in the first half of the year was very, very tough. They had to give up the farm. I mean, they, it was, they had to weigh that. Anything and everything pay, you know, 10, 15, 20% over asking price. I mean, they were having to get really aggressive. We're not seeing as much of that anymore. So it hasn't caused prices to go down, but they're not shooting up at the rate that we were in the first half of the year. And We saw 20 to 30% increases in value the first half of the year in six months, which was just, that's unsustainable for any market space. It's definitely unsustainable. Now we're seeing more of a level off. So where things are just kind of holding steady, they're holding even month after month and inventory is continuing to increase a little bit, it's starting to become a little bit more competitive. Um, I don't, my personal forecast, I don't see prices really going down, but the cost of money has definitely gone up. That's been the big change in the conversation is because interest rates are almost double right now what they were three or
2: four months ago. And Kevin, how would you rank consumer confidence uh, throughout all of this through the uh, changing rates and, and also uh, the inventory level changes? How is consumer confidence? Are, are buyers still out there actively searching? And how about sellers? That, that's a tough one. I had
4: a really long conversation with a good friend of mine, actually a loan officer uh, friend of mine today. And we had that exact conversation. If I'm being very honest, I think there's a lot of fear in the market right now I think that the crash that we that we had here in 2007 2008 is still way too close in the front of people's minds and people are scared that's going to happen again so I'm seeing a lot of consumer fear I'm seeing a lot of people actually sitting on their hands and doing nothing because they're scared that there is going to be some sort of crash which again I could make every argument I could spend hours talking about arguments for why I don't believe that's going to happen Um, but I think the general consumer when you're seeing inflation go through the roof, cost of living go through the roof, and when you're seeing um, uh, you know everything in, our, in the U.S. economy really change over the last 6 to 12 months, people are a little bit scared here. Uh, you're, you're seeing a lot of fear-based decision-making uh, by individuals. But when you really look at that, when you get inflation, when inflation happens, houses prices generally go up. Yes, the cost of the money is higher, but the, the truth is, generally speaking, economically speaking, you you will continue to see more of a slow and steady increase in home prices as well because cost of living is going up and and housing prices tend to follow that. So, But the consumer confidence is, I would say the best word I have is fearful. People are fearful right now.
1: That seems to be happening here north of the border as well. Now, Kevin, when you've joined us previously, you described the red hot condo market, the revitalization of the downtown core, the you know, extreme interest in investment properties. What are those areas like right now?
4: That hasn't changed a lot. I think you're continuing to see some investors kind of wake up a -hmm. little bit. I think there's been some pent-up demand for investments, and the extreme increase in prices over the last six months caused a lot of those investors to back off. So I think you've seen a lot of investors sitting in the sidelines For the last six plus months, I do believe that the investor market is going to increase significantly over the next six months. And the reason I think that's going to be as well is because I believe that you are going to get some people that are going to take the fear that they're feeling right now and try to bail. They're going to try to get out of certain spots in the real estate market. And I think the good, smart, savvy investors are going to do a really good job of taking advantage of that. Um, I think that the, the revitalization of Detroit is still happening. It's happening at a slower pace than it was. I mean, we had a lot happen, but, you know, the last year or two, I think that, that has slowed down a little bit. But I'll tell you what, I was down there last week, and it's incredible how much construction is happening, uh, buildings are being still remodeled or fixed. It's, downtown is still, I think, has so far that it can go. And I believe that the money is being invested down there properly where I do believe that that is going to be a long-term strength of the Metro Detroit
2: area. And if your rents have taken off uh, similar to how they have in the Toronto area, it's a great time for investors to get in there and rent these properties out. Kevin, if people want more information about what you have available from an investor perspective uh, or if they need any more details about the Metro Detroit area, how can they contact you?
4: Yeah, so have them reach out to us. If they go to stuartteen.com, uh, if they reach out to stuartteam.com or even as well, I mean, have them contact you. Most of the people listening right now I know uh, can reach out to you as well. I'd be happy. I, I know me and you have done that in the past where we can have those circular conversations. Um, and you can reach out to us anyway directly. would be more than happy to do that. Uh, you can email us, kevin at stuartteam.com. That's my direct email. Happy to have those conversations with anybody because I think that the real estate investment market uh, for the next six to 12 months is going to be very strong. And like you said, Asif, the the rents are just going up and those are not going to go down. Even if the market were to recess a little bit, anytime that happens, rents always go up. So the values may go down for a little bit, but if that happens, if that does happen, if you're in this, uh, in that market space, you're going to have an increase in rent structure. And so you still are able to capitalize significantly on that, uh, that situation.
2: Always great to have you on Kevin. Can't wait to have you on again for another update uh, later on in the year. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one.
1: When we come back, your real estate questions, and we learn more about Larry Todd Place in Markham. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Over to my co-host Asif Khan with today's next guest, Asif. Asif.
2: Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Mike Claire, and Mike is with the Markham Interchurch Committee for Affordable Housing. Mike, welcome to On the Market. Thank you. Glad to be here. Mike, it's a very exciting time for Mika. You can tell our listeners a little bit about what Mika does and the exciting new Larry Todd Place that's set to open its doors in a few days.
5: Mika is a collection of volunteers, all volunteers, and what we have done in the past is we have built over 300-odd 300, um, 300 units of affordable housing. We think we've housed over 5,000 individuals or families, and it's all volunteer work. So we're trying to house the most precariously housed in, in Markham.
1: And, Mike, we hear a great deal these days about affordable housing. How did your group manage to achieve this?
5: Well, we're fortunate in as much as we already owned part of the, the property on which this item was being built. It was the parking lot and the residents weren't utilizing the parking lot as fully as possible. So the uh, region said they had some, uh, some money from the federal government and passed it on to us. So that gave us a start and we had a shovel ready program for the region. We were awarded uh, a grant and we started to build.
2: So this uh, project has 32 units, 30 for seniors, two for 360 kids, you know, a great uh, facility for uh, underprivileged kids or, or for nonprofit individuals. Tell us a little bit about your relationship with 360 Kids.
5: Well, 360 Kids was a original partner when we built Twenty Wong Place back in that 2005, and uh, we, went, we worked with them on a lot of housing projects uh, and we, we actually build a physical plant where they can then put their uh, clients into a safe environment and then they run their program from the plant that we have given them. So it's, it's a good working relationship and uh, we've really got along well with 360 Kids. There's some really good people there.
1: And Mike, where exactly is the building located and what are the units like?
5: Well, it's located on 18 Water Street in Markham. It's just near the uh, Markham GO station. The units, uh, what we built on what was the former dry dump in Markham, the old village of Markham. So we did some soil tests and we thought we had it all figured out, but unfortunately we found that the soil was softer than anticipated so we had to sink uh, concrete um, pylons down, casements. And so because we had to reduce the weight of the building Unfortunately, we reduced the size of the units, so they're small, one-bedroom apartments, ranging between 510 to 550
2: square feet. So tenants have moved in about a year ago, and uh, you're not new to this type of development. This is your fourth one. Tell us a little bit about how the tenants have found the place and uh, about your ribbon cutting that's coming up. Well,
5: we we moved the tenants in slowly because of COVID. We had to be very careful. and That's why we're sort of doing the uh, ribbon cutting in September. But the the tenants moved in and the first two tenants to move in were partners with CMHA and they provide housing or try to find housing and we built it for them uh, for hard to house senior men and the Second person who moved in, uh, when we opened up the door to show him his unit, he just burst into tears and said, nobody has ever given me a new home like this. And uh, he he just broke down in in tears, he was so overwhelmed. And we've had uh, great relationships with the people we actually have bought in. They've worked well, they appear to be very happy, and grateful for the fact that they've got a place to live.
2: We look forward to the uh, ribbon-cutting on uh, September 15th.
5: Yeah, we're looking forward to it. and We're going to have the tents come out. Hopefully we'll get uh, our MP, MPP, and the mayor has committed to this. So it's uh, it'll be a, f- a fun event and just a chance to celebrate all the hard work of the volunteers who put their time and effort to make
2: this happen. Just an awesome cause and thanks for your participation with this and, and- Of course, congratulations to Mike on being able to uh, complete this project. So, Mike, thanks so much for uh, being on the show, and we look forward to seeing you on September 15th at one p.m. Fantastic. Thank you very much for
1: for inviting me. Well, Asif, that was a very busy show. Let's remind our listeners, if they want further details about anything that we talked about today, how can they connect with you?
2: They can always contact me at 416-985-CON. That's 416 985-5426.
1: And if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.